to the 49th episode of the Fantasy Sports Fiends Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Ron, alongside Bucket Hat Pooch, Parlay Pooch. Pooch, we're back. We haven't been here in three months, about give or take. We've made some money. We've lost some money. We've lost a lot more. We lost a lot more. If we're being completely 100%, which we're trying to do here, we're trying to be honest. You remember, you remember when Caesars was giving free 300? Other other sites was giving free money as well. And you were just like, wow. Like, why are they giving money? Like, we knew. Me and you. We took Lydia, advantage. We all knew what came with this. Like, why are they giving free money? Because you're going to spend way more than what you... Then when they give you 300 is nothing bro If you think about that 300 now Yo bro Only 4 months later Where's that 300? We won money Yes or no? I lost on that Initially And then I won on it So I mean We'll get to You know We haven't recorded In a couple of months So we're gonna get to The NFL off season Which is gonna crazy off season You know We're gonna look back And we're like Holy shit All this shit happened Since Yo, NFL is such a NFL, crazy. NFL is such an intention horror, bro. Like, no matter what we got going on, NBA playoffs, the Masters, whatever's going and, on, uh, like, MLB season. They just MLB started. season, I just started, bro. NFL's like, nah, we gotta drop some news on you. Yo, like NFL own a lot of the year, bro. First of all, now the sports can fuck with it when it's in session. Even preseason, they start like hesitating because yo, people can start going crazy. People go crazy in April because of the draft. It doesn't really matter, bro. Like, NFL has such a stranglehold on the sports shit that we're just waiting on it, bro. That, that That's completely true. And we're two, two days away from the NFL draft. We're recording on April 26th. The NFL draft is two days away, Thursday night. I want to give a quick shout-out to Kevin and his crew. Uh, the yeah, MI podcast The middle initial podcast They're hosting a draft party On Thursday night In the city In the upper west side um, The Jets and Giants Have four picks In the top ten uh, Which is Important for us But you know what it is Pooch we'll talk- That's always scary I'm gonna bro. get to your quotes In a little bit That's always scary bro. But I, You know Before we get to the NFL Off season Before we get to All that stuff Debo Samuels And everything that's going on With the NFL off season I wanna first start off With betting right Cause we have three months we already spoken about the pros and cons of betting and, you know, how to bet, the taxes, all that craziness that comes with betting in New York and Jersey. If you're from Jersey and you listen to our podcast. Oh, you want to you wanna educate the people. A little bit. Which is you know, what I always is that, try to do. I'm not going to tell you that we know the ways to become rich. I, I won't even tell you we made money off this shit. We just know the I've, rules. I've made money. I can say as not anything significant, the, the founder of the podcast that I'm like, hey, listen, hold up a second. I am up. You've had a couple cute wins, but I'm saying like what people are really doing out here, especially with, let's just say like our bankroll, we haven't been at, it's been a learning experience, let's just say. That's for sure. I think we're losing, but you know, like no, we had to lose a lot before we started listen, winning. And that's what I kind of want to point out is that you're going to, and not to, you know, shit on people that are advertising Put them their, on the spot, bro. Advertising their wins only. And not advertising how much they've been losing trying to win, whether it's straight bets or parlays, whatever you want to call it. But to me, it's like you should, one, do not pay for anybody's services to win more money, you know? Nah, you, you was sh- doing that for a little bit, though. No, uh, 
That was I mean, off of, off of a tip. friend of a friend that said, hey, I'm going to try this little trial for a week or so. You want to follow me? And they, they still following them? If they would have done straight bets, they would have been wanting more money because they were hitting. Let's oh, they were doing the parlay instead of the straight bets. Instead of straight bets. So at the end of the day, if you're winning 60% or more, you're winning more money than not. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you're winning more money than not. If you're hitting 60% or more, even if you're hitting 51% or more, you're winning more than you're not. Yeah, no, so just to educate the people, you do like spreads, money lines when you know you believe in an underdog, and even like straight bets when you got like a heavy favorite when you just know like you never know anything. You no, know, that's the thing with gambling. Is anything that ever can gambling happen, bets bro. is that there's no given. There's it don't no matter. For number sure thirty-two. Bad. Number 32 converts number one, and on that night, they just got number one's number. You know exactly. what I'm saying? And we seen it with the, like, the NBA Listen, playoffs. Seattle Kraken beat the Avalanche the other day, bro. Anything can happen, bro. Like, anything can happen. But, you know, you have more confidence in other things happening than not. And even if you don't believe in that, you have the whole option of, like, over and under. You have player props. You have so many things that you can just divulge into that you must believe, you must think that, yo, I have a legitimate shot at getting this At shit. something, right? Whatever works for you. And, yo, you miss by one play, you're like, yo, I'm fucking close. Bro, that's the fever, bro. That's what gets you hooked. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. Yo. You know what I hate about <laughs> gambling, per se, right? Because we got into this, right? Hardcore. We have a group chat. About 20 people in this group chat. Everybody has their own budget, let's say, of what they're willing to gamble. Some Not people, for sure. Like me and you. That should show me that people got bread, bro. <laughs> for sure. Like, I don't want to hear no shit about, yo, paying your leave fees late. I don't want to hear nothing about paying for tickets on time, late payments. No more, bro. Dudes got money for bets every day, bro. Monday through Sunday. Losing Monday through Sunday. Coming back Monday hard, bro. Like that Cat Williams meme I keep sharing with you, bro. I love that meme. That applies to my life so much. Because it's like... Yo, bro, you have a hard day. The next day, you're just like, yo, today's my fucking day. <laughs> today's my fucking day. Fan dude got shit on me. They ain't got Fan shit on me. Fan dude got shit on me. They think they winning right now. They think they got it. It's like, nah, bro, they do got it. But I do want to start this podcast, Pooch, with a little bit of advice. So I, I mentioned the word budget because, again, this, yo, this is ain't for everybody, bro. You got to know where your limits are. I Always. I know myself, I've gone through this before where not when it became legal here, but when even when it was before we were betting on websites that were I think I think I think we the lowest, money bro, from yo, Thailand, I think, bro. I think everything I know, bro. Not not I wasn't around for the Thailand days, but <laughs> Thailand we had Thailand but <laughs> bro. So what we've been doing? We've been doing Jersey for like let's say the last, what, two the years, last three years, two, All three right. years. Bro, I've done Number of so many uh, parlays from the beginning of of the time three years ago to now, bro. I didn't win my first parlay till this year, football season. And what when was it that? How many year. legs was that that parlay? It was a three leg parlay. I cashed out after two. And how, how much you won? Like fifty, sixty, like bucks? eighty bucks. Okay. <laughs> That's yeah. Like, bro, like, be like, honest. It took a lot of losing for me to realize like your house is done. Take your wins. It also helps, bro, to be in these group chats with other people that are betting different shit than you. Like, yo, it's good to have people around you that are winning. Like, yo, all these people hating on people winning parlays around them is dumb shit, bro, because you can see what one person's good with and be like, yo, you know what? One day I'm going to tail them or I'm going to think differently, bro. It shows you a different kind of bet that you can make 
Like, yo, everything, uh, to me, wins, losses, ties, draws, pushes, all that shit, bro, to me, is super informational. It's super necessary for me to, like, get better in what I'm doing. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up the chat because with the chat, I always say a couple of things. You mentioned the part about not being, you know, as happy. Right, this is a mental thing, right? Like, yo, everybody else is winning their parlays. Bro, winning you got a best. chance every day to do some shit. What else and, in life do you have a chance to do that with, bro? And legally, right? Legally. It's legally to bet. Let's say... That being said, pay your taxes, can I, bro. Can I toot my own horn right now? Toot, toot, right? Yeah, can I toot ahead, my own horn ahead, right now? So, you got a couple big fucking wins, exactly. bro. Exactly. So the thing is, like, again, within the budget, right? So I'm being honest with you. I had to have a conversation with a couple of close people to know me because... Let's put it out there. I genetically, I'm predisposed to gambling and not in a good way from my my father and whatnot. Well, they be hitting the banca in the yard. Yes, that's exactly what happens. And not I mean, a- we're just done, bro. We just cooler. We just cooler. So we're I want to say the last two years on football Sundays. I was blanking out every Sunday to losing twenty thirty dollars every week. Bro, I never won a parlay. Me too. So me too. Till this year, bro. And you remember Melvin Gordon like two years back, bro? We went to we went to San Francisco. What the fuck was going on, bro? I was working. I was working the weekend job, and it was like a nine leg parlay, bro. San Diego was on the two yard line. Melvin Melvin Gordon, bro. He fumbled the ball. I remember this, bro. He tried first down, got stopped. Second down went fumble on the two yard line, bro. Remember this. You telling me this shit's not fixed? Or it's not shit? about fixed. It's like the likelihood of hitting a parlay in particular. Is it sports are hard, bro? People it's don't realize. It's hard that. to hit if a parlay. Play, if you played sports before, you felt that, bro. Where like, yo, you was up big in a basketball game. It's just you don't think about it because right. like that didn't happen last week. That happened years ago. But you've been in a game where you were dominating all game, and then the team scrapped, came back came late. Back. The Mets left came you, back last night. Bro, let you quiet, bro. How crazy was that? The Mets came back last night. They were down That 2-0. game was insane, bro. And off a hustle play, bro. Don Smith running down first first base, running his ass off, diving head first on first. Who you never dive head first on first, bro. Well, you do. If, I mean, if I don't. I'm to. not a fan of it because I feel it slows you down. But when it it was super necessary, and he got it. Uh, we saw the highlights earlier. You know that he made it safe because the pitcher was slacking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, know yeah. that now. But Pooch, I'm he thought you. it was a hit. He thought it was but a hit. But parlays are hard to hit. Like that's my first advice. Is like, I know that my big hits have come from parlay. First off, and first off, stop there. Stop there. I gotta stop it. What? Straights are hard to hit, bro. Straights are hard to hit. You're right. I do a straight. You're right. For significant money, and You're I'm like, right. I don't even. You know. You are right. On yo, the thing is with a straight, bro. One or two things can happen. But the thing is, the there's an equal percentage on a thing that you better against. Not happening as you getting it, so it's 50 50, bro. Well, Vegas knows. Like, that's the quote. You're going against Vegas. That they is go, the same. They got the bankroll. They don't care if they lose. Vegas. You gotta remember that. You know Vegas what I mean? Vegas always weighs what to put as what the odds are in front of a favor, in front of an underdog, as to what they're gonna make money at, out of at the end of the day. Like, we For gotta sure. pay mind to it. So, even they when. They don't think about their losses, bro. Even when they, they don't think, think about, about it. Anything. I wanna give a good example of this weekend, right? Because Tyson Fury had a boxing fight against uh, Mr. White. I don't know his first name. And the odds Something were. Something with a D. <laughs> minus 600. Yeah. The whole time for like weeks, minus six hundred Tyson Fury is gonna win this fight. Yeah. Now, the odds the day of, if you were to look it up, and a couple of hours before the fight, it was only minus five fifty. 
to me, and when you read into that, and if you were to research it, is that there was a lot of people betting for White to upset Fury for some reason. For if they're boxing fans, they know something we don't know. Why is that happening? Or so they Vegas get, says, or they could just drop the dollar amount. Because or Vegas says, like exactly, they're the gonna point. make you bet. Vegas wants to tempt you, yeah, to bet. Hey, Fury's dropped from minus six hundred to minus five fifty. Do you want to bet more on Fury or do you want to bet on this underdog? Hey, Ronnie, listen, we Ronnie, think... I don't you know. know if you know, but there's a lot of money behind just plain activity. Activity pays, bro. So the whole idea is, like, they're just getting physical money in the account. Whether they have to pay it back or not, they're not thinking about that because they're just trying to accumulate as they're much... They're just trying to win more than they lose. That's FYI. Well, but they're also trying to accumulate as much... Real money profit As they can Like That's they're getting exactly. This money out The thing is You win Five people lose So like Yo yeah You got it tonight bro And the next person Is gonna get it The other night But then you gotta make sure You're not hitting At an 8 Out of 10 rate Let's just say If you hit 80% You're fucking the system Crazy You're doing ill Absolutely At minimum You're doing 60% You're at a profit 50% You're breaking even you gotta think about it in these terms, bro. People Vegas really is at least out of sixty percent. Well, they got they got these people who are struggling to pay rent or whatever, just not as wealthy as they should be, or you know, like between the hips, placing ten, twenty dollars a day. Like, bro, if you don't hit in that week, you just gave them a hundred, fifty to a hundred dollars. You do it weekly. You're giving them... It's an extra bill, bro. It becomes a utility in the sense that you're spending $300 a month in, in betting. I like that you And you're not that. getting much back, bro. And to our point, so let's... Let, I'm going to go to... And on top of that, taxes, bro. It's going to be a re- bro, recurring I to bring that up. Exactly what I wanted to bring up, Pooj. You brought up the whole point about taxes. So I have a friend, and I don't want to give up his name. I don't want nobody to rob him. This is not somebody you would have guessed... That would have won these crazy for sure. parlays. For sure. He won a 10-legger, a 12-leg parlay with $10. He was playing with house money because he won money the prior week. The first yeah. week he put in the money, he won $1,200. Did a fuck you bet. Like, fuck it. Then he was like, yo, since I won this $1,200, I'm going to double up. I'm going to pick more games. $10. I'm playing with house money. Let's do it again next week. He was losing most of the week. It just so happened that that one week he hit back to back. He did the same bet twice. It was a ten leg and a twelve leg. This the same ten leg he did it as a twelve leg and then added two more picks. Mind you, and I'll tell you this story. It's a true story. He tried to hit me up around eleven o'clock. I was already asleep. He wanted to ask, yo, what happens if a game were to be, you know, go five innings, but you know, get. Cut rained off, out. Whatever. Yeah, rained, rained out. out cancer, the game ends six. I'm like, listen, a baseball game is considered at the five or six? at the four and a half, depending wow. on the home or road team who will hurdles up. Yeah. So he was texting me, but the next morning I woke up to him saying, "It doesn't matter. I won." <laughs> he won both his legs. He yo, he literally got the ten leg and the twelve leg. Five thousand dollars for the ten leg and seven thousand dollars for the twelve. Let's say, right? <laughs> twelve thousand dollars in total. This guy won motherfucking money, bro. Shout out to my boy. I won't say his name. I'm pulling, mm, holding tight that his. I won't say his name. He won twelve thousand dollars, but really he ended up with like nine thousand five hundred. They took about twenty to twenty five percent off and off front. I want to tell you guys this because I had to do some research. I wish they did that up front. Bro. No, no, no. I'm gonna tell you. 
because I've won my share of parties earlier this year, and I'll get to that in a bit. But I, you know, what he won, the amount that he won, the one, the amount that he was taking out, they taxed him. Let's say on average twenty five percent. I'm rounding up. It's the safe number. Twenty five percent they taxed him up front. He doesn't have to report that later on because they already took it away from him. But some of us that are winning a couple of hundred bucks every week, maybe a thousand bucks every week, you don't know. Just keep that in mind. Hit me up. Because if, if they're not taking, they're making that much. If they're not up. taking that from you now, they will take it from you later on as added income. You're making more money than your nine to five job. That's one part of it. For sure. So be mindful of it. I've been telling everybody because I have done and I have some experience with tax, you know, tax returns. I said 30% just depending on the safe side. You just never know, right? Nah, you don't got to tell people that. But, uh, it's definitely but I just a do. You know, I'm just playing safe. Definitely a quarter. But, you know, what I'm going to say is that, yo, what's the likelihood that you hit a 10-legger, a 12-legger? I'll tell you. Consistently. Consistently. Consistently, too. Especially back-to-back on one day. Very unlikely. I did hit one 10-legger earlier this year, which was a $6 bet that I won 1500 it was a double chance. It was basically I bet the team to win and I bet a prop, a player prop. It could be a player scoring 20 points. It could be a player getting five rebounds. It could be a player getting twos, threes. Whatever it was, I got something that I somehow correctly guessed that 10 things were going to happen. In general, in life, even if you take a multiple exam in school, a fucking firefighter test, a police exam, whatever it is, to get... 10 right in a row is very fucking hard. So don't expect that to happen every day. That's one. But my main thing with the parlays and money is one, to have a budget of how much you're willing to lose. Not even what you're willing to pay, what you're willing to give up. How much you're willing to lose week to week, which my number is between 50 bucks to 100. Depends if I have house money or not. And then the other thing is parlays, bro. Like, I'm the type of person I love to do press five dollar parlays. I love yeah, to see that I'm betting five dollars and that I could win five hundred, six hundred, a thousand dollars. No, you like, the, cha- you like you know? the challenge, bro. And I know that if I lose five dollars, I'm like, you know what? I lost five dollars. So, sometimes I ain't eating lunch tomorrow. No, sometimes it is money that I've already won. Yeah. But sometimes it's money that yeah, I'm paying up from that week off that I already let's say I already spent the money I've won. Because I've taken it out and I've, I've won on vacation. I, what, what I feel is not. this, bro. What I feel is this. Is when you de- when you enter money into FanDuel or into any of these betting sites, we ain't, ins- ain't sponsored by FanDuel, so fuck them. Any of these betting sites that you enter money into? Caesar. No, I'm saying. Rivers, no, they, they shut them all out. What I'm saying is be more responsible. Win bet. Uh, Win bet, yes. All of them, Bet Rivers. I love them all. Your corner uh, store. Let's be honest. Depo- Go ahead. Deposit. No, what I'm saying is, be a little more wary when you're depositing your own money. When you got when you got house money, you're playing with it. You could be a little more reckless. Just, like the money doesn't mean as much. But when you're putting in your own money, you got to be a little more responsible with that shit, bro. You can't just deposit fifty and then do five parlays when it's payday and then you're like oh shit like I lost my five parlays real quick like I gotta take out more money from my check when you know rent's due next week I'm glad you brought that up because your brother was a key was a key person you you two you were like yo that 1500 you won 
don't leave it there because you're gonna be tempted no matter what you say no matter how much self-control you think you have you know have. how reckless you are when you win money and then you're like yo let me bet on other shit oh I won 1500 let me bet a thousand on this there, one game there's a game after the game you just won and you're like yo let me throw some money on that cause I got this bread so now nah, bro treat that shit like real plata bro every fucking time you gotta treat your money like it's your last fucking dollar bro like can't change the way you were before you won money that's one and two you ain't win shit bro like what is that shit bro really like people don't like people like the big parlay win but after you win it like how much did it cost you to win that though for real though it took me two years of betting $20 what I'm saying is though is that yo you had a $10 parlay for $347 let's say you won $337 profit but how much did it take for you to get to that point you might have been 200, 300 deep. You just made $37. I'm even now. If you're being truthful I'm with even, yourself. I'm even now. You're I'm even, even now. now. You're good? I'm saying I'm even now. Let's I'm see. still negative on FanDuel in my head. If I only talk about this year, I'm up a couple no, of I'm up. I'm up, I'm this up a couple year. of Gs. I'm up this year. But if I talk about the last few years, I'm breaking I'm even, down. bro. I'm down. I've lost I'm more money down. than not. That's just being 100%. Now, that's they, playing once a week. And we're that's, every day that's now. now that they're going to tax our ass. And say, hey, you want you know so we really lost. It's treated like stocks at the end of the day because they're gonna they're gonna give us a document at the end of the year W twos and say, hey, you made this much money. This is your gains. This is your losses. Whatever it is. Now I should say, you know, emphasize the losses because I yes, wish I wish if I, you are I, losing more than you win, they should give you the document later in the year. And say, hey, you lost a lot more than you won. If you're that person, I say call the number one eight hundred gambler. Uh, you need that shit. But like, if you're up a little bit, they, you you could report your losses as well. At the end of the day, it's your profit that's considered. No, that automatically gets determined though, though, bro. No, for sure. And talking to no, you from any of these sides, they're gonna tell you what's well, your net. But as my boy has, even if it's negative, so. no, but as my boy has proven, and I think anything after five G's, they're gonna tax. They're gonna front. tax you when you withdraw that money. <laughs> Cause he withdrew that money, they taxed him right away. Which I don't even go not for, it, for bro. nothing. I'd rather it happen sooner than later. Hell yeah, that's the positive. Hell yeah. Uh, my last like advice for people is like, yo, all these websites they're giving these promotions and offers, these boosted bets, this match offers. Take advantage. How 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 much money were we betting early on? There was like, yo, we we deposited a hundred dollars, we gave it three hundred dollars. I'll tell you shit up. What was it? Um, when the playoffs started, so like what two weeks ago they said it started, ten days ago. Uh, they had a deposit match of 200 And I tell people, just in that weekend alone, I made over $400 profits betting. Just because I had a deposit match. It gave me more liberty to bet. I had a better certain amount of release stamp money. And that weekend, it just worked out. Like, I picked certain games, and I, I was just getting hits. Uh, always take advantage of these sites, even if you're not going to use them later on. Uh, what I do normally is, I mean, I'm a little more advanced. I'm a little more deep dug into this than others. Is I'm betting a low amount every day. I try to use house money most of the time, but if I go on, e I go on each site every morning and I look at promotions just to see if there's any boost, any uh, promotion going on, like yo, get a free bet or get a profit boost of like 20%. So I look on every site just to see if I get that. And, uh, like, I act accordingly, bro, across all sites. I try to stick it to BetMGM and FanDuel just because those are the most accessible sites. But lately, like, yo, yeah, bro, I got a promotion through WinBet. Uh, they gave me $200 in free bets as a deposit, one per week. 200 Yeah. But wow. they give you one per week. They give you a $50 bet, 
like uh, after the the one week after you sign up. So say you sign up today, they'll give you a free bet every fifty every they give you a free free fifty dollar bet every Tuesday till like the rest of the time. Oh wow. So, so yeah, again, we're, we're recording on a Tuesday, by the way. If you we are recording Tuesday. It's T-Mobile Tuesday, by the way. I haven't checked that out. Well, yeah. No, no, yeah. They just take they advantage of those things. It's like, yo, it's free money at the end of the day. You can't withdraw that money. Like, if they match it or they give you credit, you can't withdraw. You no, got to bet it. Use it to bet, bet it, but, but you could you know? do some little safe bets. And I know I'm saying that out loud. There is no such thing as a f- safe bet. You know, when you put it out there, it's it called could gamble be, for a reason. Yeah, it's called gamble for a reason. But we all bet. We all go to Atlantic City. We go to the casino. We all gamble, whatnot. Um, I just say too, like you know, you take a, just to take advantage of the promotions, take advantage of the boosted bets. Boosted bets are basically like bets that they last minute will say, hey, this player could score twenty points. If it was at a minus one twenty earlier. It's at a plus 120 now, like which means you're gonna get more money for it if you bet on it at this moment because we're offering as a boosted bet. So take advantage of it. Like and again, you have to pay attention to it at the end of the day. Um, when I won those parlays, those crazy parlays, I have done some little bit of research. I will say, right, so let's say the Warriors and Hawks, the one I won in January, it was a player prop, it was 12 player props that I picked. I was in the fantasy basketball playoffs at that moment. So I was paying attention extra that I was like, yo, I feel good about this bet because I know Kevin Huter is hitting two or three three-pointers this game. He's getting a couple of assists. I know Trey Young is doing this and that and that there, whatever. So that helped that I was doing the extra research. That helped me a little bit. Then a day, a lot of things that could boost your parlays are things that are less likely to happen. So, two bets that I won in January and February were UFC bets. How did I win those UFC bets? It was basically picking not just fighters to win, but how they're going to win. So, I would put $20 to better fighter, fighters, plural, to win by a certain way, by decision, by knockout, by submission, whatever it was. I was betting three, four fights, getting that correctly, somehow, some way, guessing that by cor- correctly. And winning, you know, let's say 20 bucks to win 700, 20 bucks, uh, not even five bucks to win 500. So people were like, yo, how the hell does that happen? Well, it was because I'm getting that amount because at the end of the day, Vegas tells me, yo, the likelihood of you hitting and getting this correct is unlikely. So we're giving you so much money in return. Go ahead and give us that free $5. Go ahead and give us that free $10. Go ahead and give us that free $20. But once in a while, you might get, get it right. And I'm okay. I'm that kind of parlay person that I'm okay losing five dollars, getting something incorrectly wrong. I'm not lying to you. The last few UFC, I'm gonna fuck it. I'm gonna toot my home horn. Even when I've lost UFC parlays recently, I've missed by like one pick, pooch. Mm-hmm. I've been missing by like one pick, bro. I'm like, yo, fuck. I'm getting like three out of four, four to five. When you think about it, pooch, that's still 80 percent. So you want to follow me and bet straight money? You're gonna win more than not. Because I'm getting most of my picks right. Not just how they win. No, sorry, not just them winning, but them how they win. So, you know, I'm a little bit of a uh, MMA guru. Just want to put that out there. Oh, MMA guru. A little MMA guru. MMA guru. But, again, it's unlikely to happen. That's why you get boosted odds. That's why you... Again, and then I want to give a quick little tutorial what odds means. So, Poops, let's give an example. 
let's say this Thursday night, it's the NFL draft. Right now, they have a certain player to be drafted at number one. It's very likely to happen. The Jaguars are going to take this specific player, and it's a minus 150. What does that mean, Pooch? That means that that's, this player, you have to bet $150. To win 100. To win 100. 75 to 150. If you want to cut it in half. Now, if this person was an underdog, you'd be a plus 150, which means you to bet not, 100. Not always. No, I'm saying if it were to be unlikely to have been an underdog, they would say, hey, this person is unlikely to be drafted by this team at number one. It would be a plus 150. That means you bet 100 and you'll get 150. It'd be the other way around. Yeah. Not no always example. is what I'm saying, though. No, like, no, no. They always change the odds dependent. Like, you for could sure. be minus 150 for the one guy and then plus 210 for the other guy well, to win. Anything that's a plus is considered unlikely. Anything in a minus is considered likely, especially if it's mm. a high number. Yeah, it's a favorite. Right. So I just want to point that out. Pooch, let's talk about Debo Samuel, bro. Like, this dude, about a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, so we haven't recorded in a long time, he requested a trade from the San Francisco 49ers. We've seen in this offseason, Tyreek Hill went to the Dolphins. Devontae Adams went to the Raiders. We'll talk about that in a bit. He's the next wide receiver in line for an extension. He's still in his rookie contract, by the way. Yeah, for sure. But he is a dual threat. Wide receiver. Doesn't need to be a dual threat. He don't want to be a dual threat. He doesn't want to be. Oh, you're saying he doesn't want to. He wants to get paid. That's why he's trying to. No, but that's why he's trying to. Maximize his contract. No, but that's why he's trying to get out of the, the... 49ers. The 49ers is because... They're going to use him that way. They want to, you know, pay him whatever he's getting paid and use him in both roles, bro. Like, it's really like a two-position thing. Like, if you're a wide receiver, you're used to not getting hit as much. That's why you become a wide receiver. Like, that's why being running back is so much different than being a wide receiver. Wide receivers get paid big, and they get most of the fame, commercials, and less injury risk. Running back, you're getting hit every play. So, of course, he has a big issue with what he's getting paid and what they're asking him to do. So, yeah, bro, if you ask me a few questions, I would give up anything to get Debo Samuel. I'm going to ask you because I have here the two teams that, I mean, obviously, like the Giants. I would do anything I wouldn't say the Giants Samuel. don't need a receiver. They have Tony. They have I, get excited, I get excited with Debo Samuel because Debo Samuel hasn't done anything negative for the Colts to have any negative bias towards him. Aside from requesting a trade and his rookie deal, but yeah, bro, I would give the I would give the farm for him, bro. Like whatever you have to give up. Like aside from Michael Pittman, I would love to keep Pittman and have Adam, Samuel. And Adam. What's your highest draft pick for the Colts this year, bro? I don't know, bro. I don't right, know this yeah. shit. Anyways, we're, we're a playoff team. Out. I mean, no, we, we didn't make playoffs, but the one team that is out there, the Goldie's not here to speak for them. Is the Jets? They have two draft picks in the top 10. I doubt they'll give up the fourth pick. They probably could possibly offer up the 10th pick if you're really thinking about it. Like, depends who's worth it or not. I think ideally, based on what they offer for Tyreek Hill, they'll start with their second-round pick and probably future picks in the future or not. But, you know, Debo Samuel, again, I want to say it's his last year of his rookie contract. If not, it's his fourth year. Maybe he has an option afterwards. But once these guys start like like demanding trades, demanding a new contract, that they're threatening to hold out, how much does that factor into like what you're willing to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, I know with the Jets, at least they have a couple of coaches that worked with him in San Francisco, so they have a, a feeling of the person, a feeling of like you know, what they have. But I want to point this out because even with me, I'm a Giants fan, and I know uh, Kadarius Tony didn't show up for his 
optional voluntary workouts and one of his like words about oh they're gonna get rid of him because he didn't show up what are they gonna do with this on third but like does Debo Samuel's like injury history like matter to you that much where you're like mm, you're hesitant like yo like hold up a second he has a lot of you know workload he's been used and abused like maybe I don't want to give up so much for him you know like, like how do you- has he really though bro like he missed the equivalent to a, what I would say like under a year in his whole career well, what, what's it been three years I'm looking that up right now but go ahead but I'm telling you right now, bro, it hasn't been that long. And to question his talent, every time he's been on the field, he's been an absolute killer. And there was none of those questions this year, bro. So, yeah, bro, you it's risk fourth it. Year. It's coming. It's upcoming his fourth year. Yeah, so he's had three years in the league. He's killed. Every, every game that he's been on, he's been on. No one else is number one receiver on that league, number one option overall. On that on that team, so right. get the fuck out of here, bro. They 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 trying to. It play. really was twenty twenty where he had the injury prone year because his rookie year he played fifteen games. Uh, exactly. You know it was nineteen games in total with counting the playoffs, but sixteen games in uh, last season. He's only gonna be twenty six years old. Pay that man, bro. Get pay the, the fuck man. out of here. You could pay up for the man, right? If you want to get him, you want to get him in the fold. You pay up for him. I pay for him. I don't give a shit, bro. I'm telling the coach right now. I wish I had a bigger platform. <laughs> Hopefully it gets bigger with this claim. But, yo, bro, get Demo Samuel by any means, bro. They were talking like, oh, why would the Packers get him? It's like, bro, Debo Samuel, to me, is a better prospect than Devontae Adams, bro. If you get Debo Samuel on the Packers, not that I want him there. I want him on the Colts. But, yo, say you were to get him on the Packers and you get whatever for him. You signed him to a deal similar to Adams. I still think you're winning, bro. Like, yo, this guy is that good, bro. And he's only, like, met a fraction of his potential playing with Jimmy G and what the fuck his name is, Trey Lyles or whatever the fuck it is. I think we're going to close out our first round pick. I'm just looking at this up right now. I don't think so, bro. Carson Wentz trade or somehow. I think the Eagles got our first round pick. So that's Um, what I was saying, bro. I don't really know. But, Chris, let's talk about that because not not just Debo. So the next couple of players involved Mm -hmm. that could end up demanding trade or saying they're next in line with wanting to get a new contract is A.J. Brown. Uh, Terry McLaurin like it's crazy like this off season bro I, I saw a little it. thing on Twitter bro I'll take Terry McLaurin cause uh, scary, scary Terry is from Indiana so come on home baby that's crazy I'll take any of them bro AJ Brown give him AJ Brown to the rival bro like he'll haunt Tennessee for the rest of his career bro like yo come on through bro we got Matt Ryan bro like we're gonna be alright Matt Ryan we got Matt Ryan on a secure ass line and a top 5 running back bro we're gonna be great Say it now, bro. We ain't losing to Jacksonville week 17, bro. Pooch, let's get to that in a bit. I want to... Let's... We have to go a little bit backwards because it's off season been crazy. We have to recap it a little bit because we haven't recorded in a long time. That's your job. Let's... It is my job. When I'm going to it right now, let's start off with Devontae Adams going to the Packers, to the Raiders. You've got franchise tag. From the Packers, yes. Aaron Rodgers came back, got his four-year contract, which is really a two-year contract, give or take, you know, whatever. Uh, depending how I want to look at that cap stuff. Uh, but Devontae Adams, he played with Derek Carr in college. He lives in Vegas. He wanted to go there. He got yeah, paid. Yeah, I heard this is a dream from what I heard. From so. what you heard, he's a dream. So what do you think about that? Like, like you think it's a good situation for Devontae Adams? Let's, let's, 
let's stick to fantasy. Let's stick to real life as far as Vegas. So does this make Vegas a better team, but also fantasy? Devontae Adams was like a short fire top three pick. You still feel Devontae Adams is a top three pick, or you like, because the run for because of water? What do you think? I'm never going to hit on my man. He got paid. They said that Green Bay would have paid the same shit, but you honestly, like, compare it, bro. Living in Green Bay, Wisconsin, or living in Las Vegas, Nevada. Like He's living life. As a young man, you would think Vegas is a little better. You know what I mean? Wisconsin gets a little cold. And I understand it all. But to be honest, bro, uh, we're going to find out who Devontae Adams really is, bro. I can't talk shit on anybody and, and say, like, yo, you're really whack. Like, you got to show me how whack you are because... But if you ask me, like, yo, bro, do you believe that... He's going to be good, elite. as good as he's been. Fantasy elite. elite. Fantasy elite. Versus uh, what he's going to be on the Raiders. And yeah, bro, I got definite concerns, bro. And I think anyone should. I want to go on record and say that you were one of the few people that years ago, right? when Jordy, He's not as talented, bro. I still believe that, though. Right. I'm not lying. Jordy Nelson left the Packers. Okay. He went to the Raiders. And you were like, the man's ain't shit. Like, he's not going to do as well without Jordy Nelson. Aaron Rodgers made that man, bro. That's what I believe. So, that's I what just, I'm saying, man, I though. I want you to repeat that. I'm going to give Devontae Adams a chance to prove himself. See what he's about. Like, if but he's really about that. As, as a surefire, let's he say. He has all the opportunity in the world. He should dominate. He has, he? Role, he has a role that he doesn't had, have the same role. No, he doesn't have the he same has role. a role that AB had two years ago, where he could have been the real ring leader of the, of the Raiders. If you looked at it, okay. If you looked at it, yeah, minus Rugs because you know he's in jail and shit. <laughs> they had a really good nucleus, bro. They have Rugs deep Waller, threat. Yeah. They have Renfro underneath. They have Waller across a possession receiver. He still has that minus Rugs. So you're telling me he can't dominate the way he's supposed to? If he's really supposed to show us that he's that number one guy, this is a time more than ever. Show me the fuck up. Well, bro. Aaron Rodgers with a lesser QB. Yeah, so where are you taking I hear Devontae you. Adams? I'm no, not taking I, I, him. I, I'm, very, I'm not taking him in the top I, ten. Right now, he's definitely top twenty. No, you talking about overall or receivers? Overall. Alright, overall is a different story. So about receivers. I would have him outside my top five of our receivers. It's very Just hard. Just like the Derek Carr, who's the top tier yes. quarterback. No, according to, according to what? According to Ian Rappaport or, or the ex coach of, of the Broncos, he whatever. Said, no, he didn't have a top tier quarterback. I'm very Derek Carr, and I'm gonna bring up the other receiver that got traded this offseason, which is Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins, from the Chiefs to the Dolphins, from Patrick Mahomes to Tua. Is that it's very hard to want to take these moves? Who do you think has a better year? I want top of your head. I'll just say Tyreek Hill only because of the home run hit. It's like because Devontae of the home run hit. Is a possession receiver. And this is as of right. No, no, I understand that. And this is as of right now because I don't. Is if you're talking about again, I, I'm. You think very, Tua could reach him? I'm such a nerd that I talk about target share, and I'm telling myself, yo, who's gonna really get more target share, Adams or Hill? Adams with the with the Raiders when he has to fight with Renfro and Waller. As of right now, we don't know if Water. There's a rumor that Water is getting, Shit. you know, shopped around a little bit. Dallas, probably. Or the Dolphins, where it's just Waddle really in front of Hill. As of right now, let's say per what se. You talking about what about it's the, Hill? It's Hill number one. What about the tight end? Uh, Gasecki. Gasecki. Nah, come on, man. All right, anyway, but that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> it's it's, like, it's hard for me to be like, yo, listen, these guys were top five picks last year. Are we really moving them outside of our top ten? 
let's say, all right, you can maybe move out of the top five, but you move outside of the top ten. Like, how much are you removing them? And mind you, you gotta take into account these guys that are moving up, right? So Renfro was a steal last year. Waddle was a steal last year, also a rookie. Like, how much are you really saying, you know, these guys are not moving as much up as these guys you're wanting to move back? There's a fine balance, bro. Like, we don't know. It's freaking... We're talking about this in April, bro. In August, when we draft So, him. what I would say is this. So, Devontae Adams is going to have to show me whether or not he's elite. While Tyreek Hill has to show me that he can still fucking do it. You know what I mean? It's, it's, a not, it's, it's, same not, it's not fair to hit. No, 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 no. It's a big difference. Because you got to show me that you can still do it with someone who might not be able to reach you. Who might not be, be able to hit you on any throw on a dime. Because that's what pa- Patrick Mahomes does, bro. Patrick Mahomes can throw from any angle, any situation. He can stretch a play out. Tua can stretch a play out, but we're going to really see, like, damn, bro, you the guy. Or are they really trying to get Tom Brady over there? I don't even know, bro. I'd be all up in the conspiracies, like... All the way, because I was thinking, like, damn, yeah, bro, like, those. that's not a badass trade, bro. The Wheaties, like, if, bro. If the Dolphins give a first-round pick and two a to, tie of a lower to, for Tom Brady, and Tom Brady says he's not going to play for Tampa, like, do you really say no, bro? Like, he want to play for the Dolphins. I heard he wanted to play for the Dolphins from the get. So, now it's very interesting. That's, we, we, that's deeper. That's some deeper yeah, shit. It's mad deep, bro. I'm just saying, uh, let's say we watch the draft today and, uh, and I'm going to bring up these other receivers and we're going to get to quarterback changes too, which is which we're starting with receivers first for a reason. For fantasy-wise, receivers are more important than quarterbacks. But, Poosh, let's say you had a choice. Adams and the Raiders or Hill and the Dolphins? Who you take right now? We're drafting today. We're drafting today. You're on the board. Poosh got the sixth pick. In the first round, the top running backs got taken. Who's the first receiver taken? Let's not. Let's I think just based off the quarterback talent, you have to take uh, Devontae Adams, okay. bro. Just because, like, you know, Tua don't have an arm, and Hill's specialty is deep threat, you know, as well as possession, because he's amazing all around. But they already have a position receiver in Waddle. Yep. Waddle reminds me a lot of, like, uh, Jarvis Landry when he first got there, where he's just. Soaking up all the catches, and not saying that's gonna take away from Tyreek Hill. Obviously, you're gonna throw Tyreek first, but they already have a connection. They already have a rapport. Yo, bro, so just based on weapons, how can you not think of Derek Carr as a top twelve yeah. quarterback as of right now today? You got if they don't trade any of those weapons, how do you not? If, nah, you, if, you Waller, if you're thinking Adams, of these guys, Renfro, nah, yeah, if you're thinking of different. let's say Hill as a top ten, it's different. as Renfro as a top twenty receiver, as Water's a top, let's say, seven tight end. Yeah. How are you not thinking about? And I'm gonna tell you this because this has happened before with like a Ben. He's Roth- in a good situation, no, no. bro. So he's got to show me what he got. But this has happened before in the past with Ben Roethlisberger, where he's had Brown, Juju. Because the ball's not gonna get whatever. there, though, bro. You gotta realize though, the ball's not gonna be exactly where it has to be every time. So Adams has to work more, bro. Look, as many times as we know that Waller was a big fucking talent. But it's easy to take him out of games. You know what I mean? I hear you. Like this last year showed that a lot. So, Renfro has been his possession guy. He still stays that. I think Renfro benefits the most out of anybody. And Adam's got to show me what he fucking got, bro. I'm with you, bro. All right. Uh, a couple of receivers that made the move this offseason. Let's go first with Cooper. Coop, Amari Cooper. Went to the Cleveland Browns from the Dallas Cowboys. 
Which, by the way, they re-signed Michael Gallup. CD Lamb should be the number one receiver now with yeah. the Cowboys, which is pretty mm, interesting to say going forward. But it's all about uh, Amari Cooper. He went from the Cowboys. He's now the number one receiver. Jarvis Landry is a free agent still. They traded away all the back or released them last year. Yeah, People's Jones. They got uh, the good running back duos. And... Deshaun Watson, which we're gonna get to in a little bit, Pooch. Hold on a second. Let's just talk about Mark Cooper with the Browns. He's the number one receiver now. They basically, I think they want to give up a fifth or sixth round pick. How do you see Amari Cooper? Because he was a borderline first round, like not first round pick, but a borderline wide receiver one last year. No, all I would honestly say is uh, health and. What, do you see him as a wide receiver, receiver one or more like wide receiver two going He's forward? He's definitely top 12, so yeah, wide top receiver 12? one, for sure. I'm in sub- a 12-man league, for sure. I'm surprised you said that. I'm surprised that. I would, I would say he's more like a safe wide receiver two. Bro, when has Deshaun... And not even a safe wide receiver two. when has Deshaun ever failed at making a wide receiver one, bro? Okay. Ever. DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins didn't have a number one year with Kyler Murray. This past year, he didn't. He was hurt most of it, but what I'm saying is... On Amari Cooper, it's all about health because he's always a health risk. So <laughs> I think they do a great job, bro, all around. I think their running game is going to be intact. They're going to be heavy run. And Deshaun's going to be able to pick apart defenses all day. They're a very dangerous team, bro, as long as Deshaun Watson gets to play. We'll get to Watson a little bit, Poosh, but right now I want to continue on with our receivers. Uh, so Cooper's with the Browns. Let's talk about Allen Robinson. The wide receiver won with the Chicago Bears. He's replacing OBJ in Los Angeles. Um, as of right now, OBJ is not resigned. He's coming off an injury in the Super Bowl. So Allen Robinson is with the Rams now, bro, with alongside Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, the best quarterback he's ever had. What do you think about that, bro? Like, what do you think about Robinson going forward? Like, you know, something he really had a bad year in fantasy last year. What are you doing with Robert Woods? They traded him to the Titans, which was the next little transaction oh, I was going to bring about. No, I just want to make sure who's on the Rams no, first. The, so. Robert Woods got replaced by so Adam. Allen Robinson, it's Cooper number, Cobb, Cooper and Cooper's Higby. One. And Higby, let's say. The tight end, yes. Yeah, no, I just want to know who's 1-1. One, one, yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's opportunity there, bro. Like, Stafford's going to get you the ball if you're open, so... If he's still committed to being a good wide receiver, then this is his best opportunity by far. Best quarterback he's ever had. That's for sure. You know, and we've seen that role flourish. You know what I mean? Like, OBJ just showed a fraction of what he could do in that role, like, just from the few weeks he was there. So So that's what scares me, is the fact that OBJ hasn't signed with no team and the fact that I do think at the end of the day that OBJ will re-sign with the Rams. And so even if he comes midseason... It's basically you drafting a player, Allen Robinson, let's say, for half a year because OBJ will return at some point and yeah. take on a portion of the short. You know Cooper Cup is safe. Cooper Cup is number one. Stafford's number one. You know, those going to be the number one. Yeah. Cooper Cup is a borderline number one pick next year going into fantasy drafts. Nah, seriously. Play. He should be the first wide right? receiver off the board just based off his prior season and the respect he warrants from playing with, with Stafford. Matthew Stafford and losing OBJ because... You could have made an argument that if they had OBJ, it would definitely diminish um, Cooper Cup's value at least a little bit, just based off of how good he could be in that secondary role. But being that Allen Robinson's there, no, no slight to Allen Robinson, but 
Cooper Cup should still be that guy going forward. But I want to say, you know, when you're drafting, as of right now, we're talking about today. This is April 2020. You don't know you have OBJ's in his time, resign with the Rams. You don't know what's going to happen going forward. So, and the draft is coming up. So, a lot, you know, they draft a receiver. They, they really like Van Jefferson as well with the Rams. So, like, it's a great landing spot for Allen Robinson because the Bears were shitty with him. And he had a, he just had an off year, I want to say, like, in all kinds of ways. You know, if you're afraid just to be, you wish you would have been in a better team than the Bears to, like, you know, go into free agency, but it didn't work out it's for him. It's a terrible year for the Bears. But it's a perfect you know? landing spot as far as, like, yo, he'll get his touchdowns. He'll get his yardage. and one no, it, Most importantly, it's opportunity. You know what so, I mean? So, at minimum, I want to say, on a 12-man league, you're viewing Allen Robinson as a great flex option. Great flex option. Why you would take him as an RC2. No, no, yeah, for sure. As an RC2. I'm saying, like, as a great. If you happen to see a flex, you'd be like, oh, I love Allen Robinson as my flex option. That's for sure. But, and Pooch, you, you know, you gotta ask me. Robert Woods, they get traded to the Titans. They're still AJ Brown. They don't have a tight end that, you know, takes away target, but they will have Derrick Henry back, you know, presumably healthy. Presumably his old self. Um, what do you think about Robert Woods? He's been a predominantly a, a wide receiver two, a safe wide receiver two the last couple of years. Do you like him in the Titans with Tannehill as a like a let's say like a third option? Like what well, all I gotta ask you is really uh, is AJ Brown there? If AJ Brown is there, then it's a whole totally different situation. Now. As of right now, AJ Brown is there. As a number one, uh, no, not number one. It'd but be like, tough, bro. But you behind AJ Brown, like yeah, bro. I feel like AJ Brown is just that talent where he's so freakishly scary that teams game plan around him to the point where a number two could eat behind him, especially one named Robert Woods. Uh, is it as crazy as LA was? No, I don't think so because you do have a guy named King Henry over there who's uh, going to assert his dominance and take over the run game. But um, not as far as anything else. Uh, it's uh, really difficult to think, like, what Robert Woods really equates to uh, just because, like, you really don't know what Tan- what, what kind of vibe Tannehill is on. Yeah. And like, we all know A.J. Brown could be a number one wide receiver one year, but is it really ever going to happen? Does he have the quarterback worthy of well, doing health that? Well, is the main thing, right? A.J. Brown, right? No, but I'm saying, does he have the quarterback worthy of giving him a number one year? I, how, how can, fa- how, fa- Listen, fantasy is crazy, right? How so, can you trust Ryan Tannehill? Like, how far can he go? No, I... Because he's I, been limited in many aspects of his game, you know what I mean? I agree with you, and, and I go to tell you that Matthew Stafford, let's say for fantasy wise, wasn't a top ten quarterback. He maybe wasn't like out, right outside of top ten, but Cooper Cup was a number one receiver. So it doesn't always equate, it doesn't always correlate that they add up, you know, in that tape in that sense. But I do I won't touch Robert Woods not because it's just AJ Brown, but because of coming off an injury. That's one. And they are going to be a run-first team at the end of the day. The Tennessee Titans, they're going to be a run-first team. So I don't think that changes because they acquired uh, Robert Woods. He's the number two receiver now going forward. Like, you know, at the end of the day, they're going to they're gonna run the ball. Uh, whether it's Derrick Henry or now they're capable backups that we found out that they... The capable backers were just as strong as Derrick Henry during the playoffs and the end of the season. Uh, Dontre Hilliard and... Uh, 
Dante Foreman. I would have so, said that, but yeah. They're not capable, I said. I didn't say they were as dominant. I said capable. They got they lost first game, right? Yeah. A big I said reason capable. Why they lost that game. I didn't say that's dominant. No, but capable don't work in the playoffs, my friend. Right. Don't work like that. I hear you. They got bounced the fuck out of there real quick, right? Real quick. Yo, Pooch. Who called that? Let's talk about this because out of either side of the picture of the NFL, you know, world, uh, the NFC pretty much stayed intact. Tom Brady stayed, even though he retired, and then he came back, he stayed. Aaron Rodgers stayed, even though he contemplated retirement, he stayed. But yo, Deshaun Watson goes from the Texans to the Browns. How crazy is that? Then you have Russell Wilson going from the Seahawks to Denver Broncos. Then we have your team. From the Falcons to the Colts, we have Matt Ryan. Pooch, there's a lot of I mean, I'm just, saying, I'm just saying those first two, like the third one doesn't really matter as much. It doesn't, but, but it's a fact. I'm saying, the like, landscape has changed, and it always changes, bro. I just feel that more this year, more than others, when it's big quarterbacks changing markets where they've always been, like, yo, bro, like, thinking that Russell Wilson will play on any team but the Seahawks was a crazy reality, bro. Like, if, like you always heard about it. You always heard about him going to New York or Washington and him not liking the East Coast. And you never thought, like, yo, maybe he could go to, like, the West Coast, bro. But, nah, man, good for Denver. They got their guy. But, to be honest, bro, the way I gauge things nowadays is whether that brings you closer to the ring or not. And in the case of the division, bro. In the case of the Denver Broncos, I don't think it's enough, bro. And that's fair to say. Not saying he can't do it. He definitely can. Because that man is incredible. But... There's just too much talent in the league right now to... Like, yo, bro, think about the Indianapolis Colts, bro. Just not... Aside from them being my team. Bro, they didn't make the playoffs sexy, bro. Like, they uh, deadass missed the playoffs by one game. Which is kind of your team's fault. Not for nothing. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, like, imagine... Like, how good of a caliber team is outside the playoffs for you to really, like, fuck around with this shit, bro. Like, everyone asks me all the time, every year, bro. Like, yo, how do you feel about your team? And I'll tell you straight up, bro, with Carson Wentz and all these other guys, even Andrew Luck at one point, bro, I just said, yo, we're not good enough to win the Super Bowl. Like, I just know we won't win it with whoever's that on lead. And I'll tell you straight up, with Matt Ryan on lead, my first uh, guess, my first, like, prediction is no. Now, can it happen? Of course, yes, but... A lot of things have to have right. It's crazy to think, bro, like... That's how gauge moves nowadays, bro. Especially since I've had, like, a good team. Is, yo, bro, like, how close are you to a Super Bowl? Like, is it really going to make that difference, bro? And all these teams that are close, that are a game away, two games away. Bills, all these other teams, bro. Like, they're just making moves constantly, bro. Like, Brady's coming back on the notion that, yo, like, if we keep the team, if we keep the team intact, we have a chance to run the shit back. You know what I mean? Like... It's so much crazy shit, bro. And it's just you really from think that Brady came back thinking like, yo, you better keep Gronk. You better keep this player. Like, you know, he retired. He's like, yo, I'm using this retirement as like, yo, you got to bring these guys back, bro. Then I'll consider coming back. Otherwise. I mean, to me, the, the whole Brady situation was dead ass based on Bruce Arians. Brady was like, yo, that dude's annoying. You you want to keep him? I about that part. Too, yo, you want to keep him? Like, yo, to me is this, bro. 
In hindsight, uh, Antonio Brown shit on Brady. But if you really think about it, I think Brady was just like he don't he don't like the type of time that Bruce Arians is on. He's seen all the fuck shit he's done around him, and he's just like, yo, you gotta get him the fuck out of here, bro. It's all like, oh, yo, you don't believe me? All right, I'm gonna retire, bro. Right. He retired. He asked Shorty. He asked Giselle. <laughs> like, yo, 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 like, will we be done if I went back? Like, will we really be done? Do you mind? Yo, this kid is annoying, bro. One more like, year. One back. more year. You know what? I'm going back. Yo, but I want to ask you for fan. It didn't end right. It didn't end right, bro. Because it didn't. It didn't. If you saw that Rams Bucks game and you're like, yo, that's Tom Brady's last game ever, you're like, damn, hero. Like, I wish it didn't, it didn't end like that. Like, I never yeah. rooted for you before, but that's a shit way to go out. <laughs> Especially with the little comeback he made. I was like, ah, I don't know. Like, he might need to win this game. Yeah, but for fantasy, like, what do you think is the craziest move? Watson to the Browns? Because Watson, before these allegations, before missing this past year. Top three, top three. It was like top five fantasy option, right? Like the, Top the three, Browns, not one, not two. They're like a quote-unquote run-based team with Baker Mayfield, but not with... Watson that's a big, as an option as That's a big difference That's a big again, difference bro Let's put this out there That's a big difference bro No, no, no It's a way When the story When QB1 is Deshaun Watson And not Baker Mayfield It's a huge a difference A lot of things change Can we put this out there In the air That A lot of things change That Watson playing week one Is not a given For two reasons One His legal issues Gotta play out There's Why the not? possibilities That he could do time or something, something, something. But at the bare minimum, even if he doesn't do time, even if he's going to get in trouble, he's still going to get suspended for a certain amount of games. Let's just put that out there. That's one. So, you think that's automatic? It's not automatic, but it's like... They already made him set out a whole year. They're going to suspend him on top of that? I think because they never did suspend him the first last year. So and then they should have they done it already if they were going to do it. If they do, uh, you know, those, those kind of things where it's like, you know... I mean, yo, listen. They, Retroactive? Listen, bro. Possible. Let me tell you something, bro. Cleveland definitely called an ex and said, Hey, what's the penalty? What's the penalty for Deshaun Watson? It can't be more than four games, bro. They would have not gave up everything they gave up. Ruined their relationship with Baker Mayfield. And being that much of a quarterback juggle... Like, because, yo, if you really think about it, bro, when do the Browns get lucky? Mm. So, honestly, we're in a situation now where it's like they have the quarterback where they can't go wrong, bro. Except for what happened going wrong. Hey. As the season plays out and Deshaun Watson is just a shell of himself, he forgot how to throw a football. Let's say the legal trouble got to his head. Then we'll just truly know that Cleveland is cursed forever. That's facts. Without a doubt. Because Baker looked like the goods, and then it turned out to be fool's gold. Not saying he was terrible. He's a lot better than a lot of the quarterbacks that we've seen in our childhood mm-hmm. play 10 to 20 years. Mm-hmm. Like, if anything, I'll tell you, aside from accolades, he's on par or below par Eli Manning, at least. Who? Baker Mayfield. Okay. 
Like how far off you would say? No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Just like as a basis, like skill level. Listen, and, I'm a Giants fan. I'm not gonna go here and say Eli Manning was. No, I'm just saying, like idolize why, like yo, like it's not that far off, bro. Like I'm not off base, is what I I'm saying. You. So, yeah, bro, we're gonna have to see what happens, and hopefully Deshaun can break that court curse, bro. Cause I still believe in dude, bro. I don't really look at that. Other side, when the truth comes out, I'll analyze it and judge him in that personal effect. But I just look at the football player right now, shallow or not. And that guy's a hell of a football player, and I think he, he deserves a chance to play. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Despite the allegations, despite the rumors. Nah, I'm bro, not, the truth will come I, out I when say, it listen, comes this, out, bro. This is not the podcast for that. When the truth comes out, it comes out, We'll bro. see what happens. We don't know yet. It's a little tricky situation right now. Like, again, we're only, we're going to have our dynasty draft, let's say, early June, late June, early July. You know, after the draft happens, a little bit of the offseason happens. You know, you take those kind of things into account. There's a risk with Deshaun Watson at the end of the day. With any player with the Browns, any skilled players, you know, that you wanted to drive. Um, at the bare minimum, you know, like Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, you know they were like RB1s, RB2s, whatever. That's what Baker Mayfield, you know what I'm saying? So if you think the offense is going to improve with Deshaun Watson, how do you value like a Nick Chubb? Pooch, you know what I'm saying? Like, all that matters. And this is what my next question is going to be. All these quarterbacks that make changes, I kind of feel like obviously the obvious answer besides the Sean Watson, because we don't know yet with the Sean Watson, is that Russell Wilson from Seahawks to the Broncos is the biggest leap for any, you know, quarterback that made a change this offseason. Is Russell Wilson going from the Seahawks to the Broncos? Bro, Corlin Sutton, Judy. Yeah, Tim Patrick. There was no fan, but the alphabet. Are, what's his name? Uh, what do you what do you call Albert Alphabet? His alphabet, bro. Albert. Albert they got Albert. rid of no fan, bro, in that yeah. trade. Like you know, I would have said no fan, but he's not in. You know, he, he didn't stay. I mean, to be honest, I feel like it's a Colorado Rockies when it comes to Russell Wilson, where they're gonna let Russell cook, and he's gonna show us whether he could be. Uh, I hope so. Like you know, just uh, put it on his back, quarterback. You know, which they shot away from in Seattle. The problem with that happened in Seattle was, like, they had such a good formula for those good formidable years. They didn't realize that they lost talent and lost along the way that made up the Legion of Boom. So, when they kept the same formula, different talent, it didn't equate to giving as many wins. So... We was always begging, like, yo, let Russell cook, bro. Like, let him throw the Metcalf 50 times a game. Like, what? what's the problem? Right. So they didn't really give him the reins, like, for the whole year. They well, gave him and spurts and moments. But I think in Denver, I was going to be like, yo, bro, you want to be great? Be great. And Russell Wilson can either show us if he's consistently good or just part of a, like, a system quarterback. And I never want to call Russell Wilson the system quarterback, bro. That's I don't think disrespectful so. to his name. It is going to be interesting between, and we've had this argument before between me and the Goldie, who would be a better wide receiver if they had a competent quarterback, which would be Jerry Judy or Colonel Sun. Sun. For fantasy, we're not even talking about who's a better talent. We're just talking about for fantasy-wise. Just based off the optics, I like Colonel Sun more because he has a, an extra year on the knee, and they're going in from a different experience level. 
So Collison is a little more veteran than jo- J- Jerry Judy, even if it's by a year. Because mm. that first year Sutton played, he went off. He went absolutely apeshit. And then he got hurt. So he was always waiting on the return. Now that he has a quarterback who knows how to sling it, but Judy does appear to be like more like that locker role, that he could fill that locker role. So, yo, you really don't know, We're bro, and it's exciting out. to see. We're going to find it's out. It's a great opportunity for Jared Judy and Corlin Sutton. And yo, bro, like, fate to anybody who picks the right one, bro, because I really can't tell you, like, off the bat, like, so Chris, who's going to be the better grab? Chris, a.k.a. Pooch, Parley Pooch, <laughs> I got four quick hitters for you before we... Finish this podcast off, and it's gonna. It's, I'm, I'm gonna get my little bounce back from you. So there's four quarterbacks that made changes this offseason. I'm gonna give you their change in offseason. I'm gonna give you one player from their team. I'm gonna give you a question from that change that they made, like about this particular receiver. And you tell me yes or no. Okay. So Carson Wentz went from the Colts to the Washington Football. Commanders now that they're watching, not the Washington football team, they're watching the Commanders. Carson Wentz is the quarterback for the Washington Commanders. Terry McLaurin is he a wide receiver one? Let's say top 12 wide receiver this year, yes or no? Top 12? Top 12. No, no. All right, Matt Ryan from the Falcons to the Colts is Michael Pittman a top 20 wide receiver in fantasy football? Oh yeah! You say oh yeah, okay, Paulie. Oh yeah! You say Michael Pittman is a top twenty wide receiver this year with Mike top 20 with Matt Ryan as a quarterback. Yeah. All right, Marcus Mariota. Breakout year, baby. Backup quarterback for the Raiders, and now it looks like he's gonna be at least at least be the starting quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons for at least half the year, maybe for the full year. He's gonna hold it down at least for the Falcons, depending who they draft this Thursday night. Marcus Mariota. Let's say Kyle Pitts. Is he a top five tight end next year? It's a long pause, Pooch. Kyle Pitts, top five. No, sir. He's saying no, sir. And the last one, Mitchell (laughs) Trubisky signed a two-year deal with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, yeah. Is Deontay Johnson, who's Mm. a PPR killer, is he a wide receiver one? For the Pittsburgh Steelers, not 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 sorry, not people, not for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but as a wide receiver one for fantasy football, a top twelve wide receiver. Top twelve. Wave Mitchell Trubisky instead of Ben Roethlisberger. Get Roethlisberg. the fuck out of here, so bro. So he does not believe in Deontay Johnson as a top twelve. You're gonna give him top twenty, bro. Right. That would be a stretch. And I'm gonna tell you right now that McLaurin will be a wide receiver one. I'm going against you with that. I grew you the rest of these picks you had. Listen, man, Carson Wentz is very weak. He is, but he usually talks to the number one receiver. And he did not feed uh, Pittman the way he deserves to. So. He probably should have, but I feel like this job is way more secure. And, like, you know, they, I feel like, no, not for nothing because it's back to back off season and the two teams. He could be done teams. after this year, bro. I it's really possible. don't know what you're it's talking very about. Possible. But I feel like McLaurin himself had His a down year. It's too crazy. He to had not. a down year himself. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not just the Listen, bro, if he's a cult by the beginning of the year, then I have a different answer. But as long as he's under Carson Wentz, I don't see any, right. anything. So I'm glad I got your answers. We have it on record. Pooch, what's your ideal scenario for this Thursday night for your team? I have my answer for my team. And my answer is pretty simple. I Listen, want an bro. offensive lineman, and I want an edge rusher for the Giants, and that's it. Listen, let me tell you something, bro. 
I have no idea what pick we have. We don't have a first round pick due to Carson Wentz, I believe. And to be honest, bro, I trust our GM all the way. Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without a doubt. Um, some wide receiver help would be good just to be flashy. But to be honest, like, I feel good about the team. And I just think that our core is going to get stronger and stronger. It's a young core. So let's keep it going, bro. And hopefully we can give Matt Ryan some help. Cause it looks like you guys don't have a first round pick or a second round pick as of right now. That's crazy. (laughs) For my Giants, we had the fifth pick in the draft and the tenth pick. No, sorry. The fifth and the tenth pick. pick The Jets had the fourth and tenth pick. Yes, you did lose your pick, one of your picks to the Jets, but not not it wasn't the But I think the the Niners have our pick. Or the It says the Saints has your picks from the Eagles. You know, the Eagles, the Eagles pick. It should be interesting. I'll tell you this as a Giants fan, I just want them to draft an offensive lineman. And an edge rusher. We have one more year to rebuild. That's what I want them to do is BPA, best player available. Do your best. If you have to trade back, trade back. We did oh, it. Yeah. La- we did it last year. It is what it is. Like you do what's best for you, for the team for the future. We're not doing shit next year. I'm sorry to tell you, Giants fans. Be realistic. Yeah. We're not doing shit. We're not doing shit next year. Damn, that's the hard Colts, to admit. Though. I can see with the Colts, like yo, you don't have no draft picks, but at least next year you can think about, hey, we yo, we barely missed the playoffs. We're not that far off. We got Matt Ryan. Like we could do certain moves where it's like we trying to win now. So. You could have higher expectations. I I could I could see that. I could hear that. But for the Giants, bro, it's BPA draft alignment. I feel like that's a with one of those two picks. You have to draft alignment. It doesn't necessarily have to protect Daniel Jones. It could be the whoever the quarterback is going forward. And the edge rusher, bro. We need to help our defense, and that's what it is. Uh, it, oh, bro, you know, you know, you have, have you seen those memes with the Giants and Jets? Like you know, how bad they drafted all these years. It could They're be terrible. Saquon, it could be Darnold, it could be. It don't work out. You know, Jamal Adams or Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. It don't work it out. It could be, you know, Sheldon Rich. Like yo, bro, it don't matter, bro. Like you gotta just hit. You have two draft picks in the top ten. Like, rebuild your franchise. It shouldn't be that long of a misery. You don't want to talk about Pooch. Oh, yeah. And listen, we haven't done the podcast in a long time, but we'll be back every week going forward. We're getting better going, this going thing, back. going forward, we're going to be here every you week. Download the app, so we good. Download the and, app. Uh, <laughs> nah, the Adobe app, so hey, we listen, can record Hey, listen, let's recap. Shit. Quick, budget your... You know, your your money that you bet going but forward. Put money aside for taxes. And if you don't owe taxes, then guess what? You got some money for vacation, bitches. Be responsible. Uh, bet take advantage wisely. Of, take advantage of credits. Take advantage of boosted bets. Take don't bet of, money you don't have. That's Let's nice. go Mets. What else do you have to say, bro? Nothing. And so on to our next episode, Pooh, we'll be back next Yo, week. Yo, the Mets rock. I don't want to hear shit. We're going to recap. Fuck all you Mets haters. We beat the Giants. We're beating the Cardinals right now, 2Z. It don't fucking matter, bro. We're coming for your bitch ass. You heard? So listen to the end, and you can hear me personally diss anybody who got any fucking smoke for the Mets. Ah, Max Scherz no is smoke. the best pitcher in the league. Suck a dick. What a, Have a great what day. What a freaking signing. Pooch, I'm glad you said all that stuff. 
Max Scherzer came through for me last day with that boosted bet, by the way. Let's go, Max, baby. He got the six strikeouts. Best pitch in the league, baby. $25 became $60 because he got six strikeouts and the Mets got the win, the comeback win. He's immersing everything, baby. He don't even love us, and look what he's doing. We'll be back next week. We'll recap the NFL draft. Yes, sir. However it happens for all our teams. And we'll have our UFC 274 predictions and picks. I've been hitting on them this year. Even if I miss about one push, you know I'm the guru. Yo, follow and subscribe, Call me the guru, son. Yo. Call me the guru. And Leah, you might have a little battle on your hands, bro. Ah, shit. You know he's going to be listening. Hopefully the, go- the Goldie joins us next week. Let's see what happens. It's the UFC 274 next week. NFL Yo, Draft Recap. We'll be back next week. Let's it's sir. the Fantasy Sports Fiends Podcast. We are your hosts, Ron Ron, Pooch. Until next time. I fucking love y'all. Thank Peace. you. Beautiful.